Are we going to do our whole introduction again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I great. prefer not to. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, Mary, just start. And action. All right, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Spoiler, everybody dies at the end. That's the name of the podcast. That's not me saying that we're going to die at the end of this podcast. Good to know. Yep, 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 yep. Good to know. Just to clarify for everybody. Um, I'm Mary Clohan. I'm Julie Drexler-Johnson. And we are joined here today by a very special guest, Jacob Davis. Mr. Davis, welcome. Hi. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those who can't, everybody who can't see, um, he's currently situated in front of us in a very uncomfortable way. So he feels very put on the spot. He's prone. Is that the right word? Prone? Laying like, for us, prone. I'm proud. He's proud. That's what he is. He's on a chair that's slightly higher than us, which mm-hmm. he should. he's actually the one in power. Oh, interesting. So. A man in charge of women. I'm wow. trying to get into right. it now. <laughs> Oh, oh, there it goes. And you right. heard the hydraulics on that. <laughs> now I can see you better. Great. Well, this is our very first kind of stab at this podcast. It was a little seedling of an idea. Um, and Jacob is helping us to bring it to life. So the way that this is going to work, Jacob Davis here uh, has never seen the movie Apocalypse Now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, apologize. Yeah. You, know, I, you know how that happens in movies where people do the, like, how have you not seen that? Yeah. Thing? Because it's, you know, they matter to you. And people really get a lot of their identity out of watching certain movies. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sorry. I know I should get to it. Mm. That's it. But, uh, yeah. It's how long. frequently does this particular title come up for you uh, have to have to admit it? Or do you This do you- title, infrequently. But this conversation about like missing a movie, probably like ah, man, three times a year. Um, <laughs> so super frequently. Yeah. Three Very times a year, content. exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, that's. I mean, you know, that's the kind of point of this whole podcast. Yeah. Um, is that I personally have experienced a lot of shaming for not having seen you know, what are considered, it's subjective, mm-hmm. keep in mind, but what yeah. are considered the classics, right. Right. Apocalypse Now being one of them. Well, I think it's also important to point out the flip side, which is I have been a real jerk about the movies I love mm. when people haven't seen them. Like, what is what is uh, your prime example? Well, like, a recent example is everyone's walking, watching Shit's Creek and they haven't seen Best in Show. Oh, well, they deserve to die <laughs> if you haven't seen every single christopher guest movie at least twice yeah that to what me, yeah. so i think both sides we both experience both we sides. both feel I, that i think that's interesting because they like him yeah <laughs> and you're like mad at them because they like him too late mm-hmm. you know what I, i'm not mad at them i actually feel this feeling of thinking oh my gosh they have so much to go watch and they don't even know what's yeah. there. You're like, leave now. Yeah, you're having dinner with somebody. And you're yeah. like, leave. Go watch it now. Yeah, in my experience, any type of urgency that I give to people <laughs> is never positively received yeah. when it comes to like media. Because when I when people tell me to do something, guess what I'm never doing. <laughs> the thing. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't enjoy some like it's like home, it feels like homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the time, uh-huh. it feels like you know you know what would make you an A plus friend is review the media that I'm familiar with, uh, and I <laughs> I have no interest in uh, your interests necessarily. Yeah, and people, I mean, I, I get the feeling, it's like you feel like you kind of discovered a thing when it's your favorite thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. that's just not true. It's yeah. a lack of empathy. Everyone feels that way. Absolutely. Everybody lacks empathy. Um, so what this podcast does, uh, we've made it easy for Jacob Davis. Uh, Apocalypse Now is a, what is it, two hours and 47? I watched it last night, again, in preparation. So two hours, 47 minutes. But all that Jacob has seen is the last 90 seconds. 
And for anybody that's seen Apocalypse Now, you know those are the most confusing, <laughs> random 90 seconds uh, that Martin Sheen has ever been a part of. Oh, um, yes. Yes. Could and you tell it was him? Uh, uh, great question. Yes and no. <laughs> in, the, in my notes, I have, I think it's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Every time oh, I saw him, every time I saw him, I was like, no "That way. looks a lot like Charlie Sheen," and it, he does because oh, he does look gosh. a lot like Charlie Sheen. What's their relation? Uh, father sister and, and yeah. Um, what is what sister and say? brother? Father and yeah. sister and brother. Father and sister is what we learned um, Are we? Are they actually father son? I didn't know that. They are. I they thought are. they were like uncle second. No, cousin. father son. This is uh, Apocalypse Now, 1979. This is a young Martin, young, hot, vital, (laughs) covered in blood Martin Sheen. Feeling things, wearing like paint and Mm -hmm. stuff. We're not giving away too much. Um, But what Jacob is going to do here on the podcast (laughs) is he has done his homework. Hello. And he is uh, something that he has admitted he doesn't like to do, but he's done it. And he is going to give us his take on Apocalypse Now based on the last 90 seconds. And she's been... But mm. one thing. No, 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 not one thing. Pause your question. Okay. You get three questions before we start, so just know that. Oh. Know that. Okay. But go ahead. With it. Well, the one thing I, would, I wanted to bring up was that the link that I received had no sound. Purposeful. Um, and mm. I was wondering if it was purposeful. Mm-hmm. Nothing is, is an accident. And you're shaking your head now and you're saying yes? Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was on purpose. And so I just wanted to let you guys know the position I'm coming from uh, when I try to accurately display. I'm not ignorant, guy. I like, I, I did my best, is what I'm going to say. Great. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll say we knew it didn't have sound and we didn't. Remedy, yeah, <laughs> basically just some feeling we, music. What we're, what we're gonna say is it, it it wasn't supposed to happen initially, but it oh. happened, and it's we're fine. just and it's fine. Oh, like art. Yeah, yeah. like art. <laughs> you know, and like taking a shit. It yeah. happened. Sorry, how was it like taking <laughs> a shit? <laughs> I meant like the way it happens is art. Oh. We're going to move on. Uh, different for some people. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what we want to do first um, is we want to just read you some reviews um, of, of what you've missed thus far in your life by having never watched Apocalypse Now. Uh, these were, are some critic reviews um, and some audience reviews um, from Rotten Tomatoes. Thanks. Um, and maybe these will give you some insight, some inspiration okay. as, as you uh, tell us what you think Apocalypse Now is about. Um, Veronica Jing, gang, I don't know how to say her last name, G-E-N-G. It has coherence, truthfulness, and conviction up to a point. <laughs> That's so vague. Okay. No, it's not because you know... You know that the points happened before your at least before your ninety seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know when. <laughs> Up to a point. That is so big. Up to a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yunnan A yeah. says suspense. Period. You'll know when you see it. Okay. <laughs> he gave it four and a half stars. What is Rotten Tomatoes out of? Five. The oh. typical five star scale. That's not typical. Have you ever seen a 10 star scale? The New York Times gave it 20,000 stars. (laughs) I thought it was about 10. No. Because Rotten Tomatoes is on like a, what's the 10s system? Oh, you're right. There's a discrepancy because it rates it on tomatoes, but also stars. Never knew that. Never knew that. Um, And then the last one I'll give you. Oh, wait. My second to last. So Jason S. gave it three stars. And he just said... I thought this was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most famous movies of all time. Uh, I thought this was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then the last little hint I'll give you, uh, Scott M., whose tiny profile picture is him staring into the sun with his hands on his hips, gave it three and a half stars, and he said, very much a guy movie. Mm. Very okay. much a guy movie. Scott M., very much a guy, yeah. watching very much a guy movie. And good for Scott. Good for Scott. Uh, I have a couple things to add to this same vein. A couple just uh, 
fun facts. Oh, yes. So, one, a young Harrison Ford is in this movie. Okay. Uh, the that, movie, is a, that is a surprise. <laughs> mm. The movie is the same director as The Godfather, Francis Ford Coppola. Okay, thought it was Scorsese. Keep going. I mean, good. Uh, and then we wanted, just before you get started, to tell you it's 1979. Great. Which we kind of put together because young Martin Sheen. Mm -hmm. uh, and then any other details that, like you already know background mm -hmm. actors you know in it mm -hmm. and then you can kind of jump in so that you can tell us like why you never saw it right those mm -hmm. sorts of things um i know very little about this movie i yeah i thought charlie sheen was in it <laughs> <laughs> not martin sheen looked in his eyes and i said that's charlie well he uh, did have a crazy look in his eyes yeah. so it reads more charlie yeah for sure it's definitely a charlie trait <laughs> that i found to know um I don't really know much else about it. I got it mixed up with um, a completely different movie for a minute. What is that called? Full Metal Jacket. I thought it was that mm -hmm. for a second. And I've seen <laughs> that one scene where there's a prostitute in that movie. And I was like, I can't wait for this podcast because I'm going to nail that scene. Yeah. And that would have been hilarious. Because that scene's not in this movie. It <laughs> is so racist. Uh, anyway. Uh, what else? I, I so I've seen the very beginning of the movie, like a maybe a minute of it, and I only remember it being a very long shot of it like is. Uh, forest maybe and explosions maybe and like a lot of orchestral music I think. Yes. But I, I don't like I, I questioned every bit of that because I don't really remember it that much. Okay. So mm -hmm. I, I really don't know. I, I mean we can confirm. play. I mean we cannot confirm or deny, but we can yeah. also play like a little hot cold. <laughs> if you want, like, if you want that from us, just give us this, like, wink, wink, nod, nod, and we'll give you a little hot cold. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you want it. Okay. Um. But but what you're saying is, you saw that first scene, a forest explodes, and you said, right. this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to watch any further. Yeah. In that, like, <laughs> and to, to, like, really drive home why, yes, a forest explodes, but it is one of the longest shots. It's it like is. very... It's, it's very like there will be blood. Like there will be blood is interesting, right? But it is boring. It is like the <laughs> uh, like. And so like I was like, oh wow, this looks really cool. But like oh this is also so boring. I think like, we watched that in the basement at our apartment when we lived in the basement. Yeah, sitting no, on the floor, I, it's just like endless. It's a it's an amazing movie, but like I cannot tell you, it's riveting. I couldn't tell you, hey, like you want a fun night. Let's watch the movie. Mm. Like this. Yeah, it's one of those. It, a movie for me, like when I sit down at the end of the day to see a movie, so rarely am I in the mood for something heavy or like. This is a chunky movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Usually you watch like a, a light comedy, mm -hmm. something simple, easy that you know. This movie, when I see it start, I'm like, I gotta be in the right headspace for this. And yeah. I maybe th mm, three times every year am I in the headspace for this. It's definitely. In, in our day and age today, it's a multiple season HBO series. This type of thing. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And many of the reviews on Rotten Tomato simply said, "Too long for 2017." <laughs> that was two years ago. So yeah. I don't know yeah. incrementally how much people's <laughs> uh, people's attention spans are diminishing each year. But uh, Julie's currently oh, yeah. trying to quietly pour. Some of us are having wine tonight. Some of us are on whole thirty and want to die. So. Uh, Jacob as, as a third option. Yeah. I think we we could jump into describing what you have seen. Yeah, so uh, okay. what we're going to do right now is I'm going to play these last nine seconds. Great. And um, Jacob, so this is the point in the podcast where we just say, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Apocalypse Now, uh, Jacob is about to describe the very end. Okay, guys, a lot of stuff happens, so I need you guys uh, to really focus in, okay? Focus in. We're a team, okay? We're a group. <laughs> and so tell us what you're seeing. Okay, here. starting. There is a white guy. He's surrounded by not white guys. They are like maybe naked. They are marching him down a crowd. Uh, there's smoke everywhere. It looks like it's a post-war scene. It looks like he's a sacrifice, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay, now it's a crossfade. It's a weird crossfade <laughs> where two different images are there at the same time. Now that guy is on a boat, and the boat is sailing away from a dock. It's a bay, and there's. All of the people who are just in the crowd are just like on the the side of the sea. It's at night. It looks insane. They look like a choir, like stacked up. 
so now we're on the boat, we're zoomed on the boat, and there's a guy who doesn't look like the guy from the scene before, to me. And Charlie Sheen, who we know is not Charlie Sheen, and Charlie Sheen's eyes are so open, wide, it looks like he just strangled somebody to death. He regrets something, like, so much. And now we're in a wide shot, and it, and it looks like a toy boat, and it's swiveling, it's puttering. Okay, and now there's, like, forgive me, maybe a Hindu, maybe a Buddhist face superimposed on this scene of this boat puttering out. And, and there's a third superimposed face of an even scarier-looking Charlie Sheen. <laughs> And it's really, really driving home the idea that these faces are overlapping next to each other. It's like this Venn diagram of this old religious statue and Charlie Sheen's, like, horrible, like, violent face. And now it's just the statue, and it seems very thematic. Congratulations. That's, that's it. Wow, that's it. That's Amazing. all that Jacob Davis has seen, and now... He is going to tell us the plot. How we got there. Of Apocalypse Now. How did we get there, Jacob? Where do we open? 1933. Will Smith rounds the... I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just had to do a joke one that description, that description was very good. That was a, a way that every movie should start. Will Smith rounds the corner. <laughs> <laughs> He's walked so fast. Um, all right. So I did it. I didn't exactly know the best way to do this, so I... I wrote some bullet points and I wrote some like descriptions as well. I'm just gonna yeah, great. We'll we'll help guide you through. What okay. is the first thing we see? The first thing we see, because I know this, is a forest, and it's uh, the the camera lingers way too long. There are explosions, and they keep happening. Uh, we don't see any humans for a while, but then we see a U.S. military guy shoot an opposing Korean military guy. Oh. But then the American guy gets stabbed, and boom, Charlie Sheen wakes up in his bed. He's back home in America. It was all just a dream, but it's a very vivid, violent dream of the war to come. What's he wearing? Wait, wait. The, the war to come? Yeah. So it's not a flashback, it's a dream. It's Sorry. a flash forward. Okay, it's and an anxiety what's he dream. Wearing? I want to know what Charlie Sheen is wearing. In the bed? Yeah. Uh, Always. Tropical, <laughs> tropical red shirt. Oh. Uh, and jeans. Uh, I'm just pick, I'm just saying what I think he wears in Two and a Half Men. Uh, I think he's <laughs> yeah, wearing... Yeah, I was going to say. I think he's shirtless. Maybe he's got some, uh, like, boxers on. Oh, nice. But there's a lady. There's a, there's a wife, Ooh. perhaps, in the bed. Okay. Uh, scene two. <laughs> Charlie is working at a bland job with lots of walking around and clipboards. Lots of phone calls, lots of white shirts, mm -hmm. you know, ties. So this is a typical movie job where we don't ever hear what yes, he does. There's exactly. just clipboards. He's in a stock room at some obsolete company. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it's, huh. it's kind of on the cusp of being like a journalist, uh, but they never directly talk about it. Mm. Uh, we meet his friend Kevin at the water cooler, who's a big boy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> How big? Uh, he's a little chunky. He's like John Candy-ish. Uh, okay. He's okay. a bit off, and he's like dopey. Like he, it's the seventies, so this is like a guy who obviously looks like dorky. He's got like big aviator like glasses, like a mustache, curly hair, that type of guy. Could you maybe like give us an example of like what what would be the first line that we hear Kevin say? Top 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 top. Like, he's always trying to get the main guy's attention and, like, bring him into the break room. Like, he's got some news for him, but he's annoying. People don't like him. Also, uh, sorry, yeah. for a second. Is this in any way based on Kevin from The Office? Kevin Malone from The Office? Yeah. He's the larger fellow? Yes. It's just interesting that Kevin is associated with the heavyset guy in The Office for you. Do you want to know the, the, for the first name I picked for this guy? Hmm. Tubbs. Mm. Like that's his pet That's his form? real name? Yeah, and, and that's He's... offensive, so let's... <laughs> <laughs> no, Tubbs, the, a.k.a. The, Kevin. In the 70s, like, uh, people were so much more, less PC, and there was, like, way more of, like, oh, that guy doesn't look mm -hmm. fit, that guy's mm -hmm. gonna die. Especially in movies like this. Yeah. yeah. They really broadcast it, like, the I... week uh, of the litter type of guy. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think a big dude like that could have a cute name like 
bub, like bubs, bubby. Bubby. Yeah, something his mom called them that Nubba. just stuck. Like something Nubba. that doesn't really. Everyone's like, can you say that sl- slower? And it's just a cute pet name. Bubba. No. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. water cooler, got it. Uh, and it, it, you know, Kevin isn't up on current events. He's not joking around with them, right? He's confused. The guys rib him. He just seems he, the scene really illustrates that like Charlie Sheen's on top. He's a nice guy. He's not ribbing his friend, but everyone else is ribbing this guy. Mm. Uh, and then we have kind of this like bell ring situation. The chief gets them all together, whoever is in charge, and breaks it to everybody that there is a war in Korea and that they are drafting people. The chief of the office. Yeah, the chief of the office. Draft. And you said 1930... Sorry? Sorry. I don't know when this movie is, and I also would never be able to tell you what when the Korean War happened and when the Vietnam War happened. I'm assuming this is one of those, and I'm assuming it's the Korean one. I don't know when it happened, though, because I'm not up on my history. Same? Yeah. Same? I honestly didn't know what war it was halfway through the movie. (laughs) It could be a fictional war. I don't know. Ooh. Um, But I'm guessing it's a real Korean war. (laughs) (laughs) The real Korean war. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah, and so I think, like, right after that, we cut to everyone we saw in the office, like, on the ground, being trained by a drill sergeant. Like, Mm. everybody we've already met in that in that break room and even the chief they're all like privates in the army um is it a crossfade where we like we see maybe like their fancy shoes or something and then it's like crossfade combat boots marching in the mud i think i think i, I was picturing them literally like like you cut to charlie sheen's face martin sheen's face uh, mm, and then Charlie. you kind of pan across and you realize that you're where you are. Oh, you're zooming out into yeah. the, the combat training. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, I left one thing off. I love uh, that. Before we cut to war, this actually might help answer this. We, before we go to war, we have like this normal day at work and you're laughing and the thing, and then we get the notice of the war. He goes home, he falls asleep. We have another gruesome dream. He wakes up again. He does that thing in movies where he goes into the kitchen and it's like really dark and blue and it's raining out and his mm-hmm. wife comes to hug him from behind but mm-hmm. he's like, no, I don't want the hug. Yeah. He doesn't say, <laughs> like he doesn't say anything mm-hmm. but he like kind of like gets, his, he wiggles his body out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he shimmies his way that's out. That's a scene Charlie Sheen would really bring home. Yeah, and he, he really, he, I think he nails it in this movie. With subtlety and grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right right after he walks away from her, that's when we jump cut mm. to them just mm. standing in line getting drilled by the sergeant. Love it. Getting drilled by the sergeant? Yeah, the sergeant would be drilling Mary. them at this point. I see. Yeah. Wow. I'm just asking clarifying questions. And I'm going to, every time you ask a clarifying question, repeat the answer. That, mm-hmm. just that you just gave to clarify. <laughs> that I just yes. gave to mm-hmm. clarify. Mm-hmm. And then not make a sex joke, and which is what Mary wants. <laughs> what? Anyways, so this is the part of the movie where I, because I'm just like, I I know war movies a little, but I I kind of find these parts not super interesting. These are the more bullet pointy parts. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay, great. Uh, Let's run through some war movie tropes. Yeah, so (laughs) there's a training montage. Yeah, yeah, Uh, check. There's training, we're looking at their faces, Uh, sergeants are mean. Uh, some people are obviously at the bottom of the barrel. I'm looking at you, Kevin. Uh, oh, people are not no. passing. People are not yeah. doing well. Mm-hmm. Kevin's trying to climb the wall. Can't right. get over it. Yes. The drill sergeant's yelling right. at him. Stanley can't get over the wall. Phyllis can't get over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> we Dwight's have, excelling. <laughs> oh, so good at the wall. Trying to rebuild the wall. Uh, and then we have the mess hall scene, which is you know essentially the same scene as the water cooler scene from earlier. This is like our way of like seeing like oh it's not so bad like you know we're just guys in a different place you know that type of thing uh, but then we have the first day that they actually their boots are on the ground like this is the war they've been training for like we have all that like the montage of the training mm-hmm. but then we actually get to uh, the ground and this is where we see and this is like the most important part of the movie because we see the Korean I assume <laughs> soldiers for the first time, and we we find out that the Korean soldiers 
are occupying a place that uh, they're also natives there. So like the natives don't necessarily support the war effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it might be a civil war that we're like stepping into. Hmm. Yeah, that would be very American. Yeah, that, that would be. Um, and so, but we have, uh, we have like a first battle and in the first battle, the, 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 the American soldiers in the majority are winning, but we see the gruesomeness of like the living condition compared, like we see it through the eyes of Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is watching, mm-hmm. and we see all of these, um, like just like explosions and mm-hmm. people killing each other and speaking different languages and the confusion, just all this happening at once. But we are in in the majority doing pretty well. But there are some like gruesome deaths. Uh, like there's gotta be it. Just I I really thought from watching the end watching, looking at Charlie Sheen's face, that, like, this movie is about people, like, going from normalcy to, like, PTSD. This movie mm-hmm. is about, like, everyone's an animal on both sides. So we mm-hmm. see, we see, like, a gun, uh, like, go through somebody. <laughs> a gun? <laughs> like a goes- sword. Yeah, like, something like that. An explosion where people's, like, you just, you hear, like, cries and you see... You don't see, like, really great effects, but you see people, like, blown into smithereens. Mm-hmm. But, like, C-rate um, effects. Yeah, C-rate effects. So but just, like, like, a bag of ham. Kind of, but, but like, we pick... It's, it's, like, artful enough that we pan away before we realize it's kind, it's kind of uh, okay. DIY mm-hmm. effects. It's in the cutting. Mm-hmm. It's all in the cutting. It's all in the cutting. I, I imagine this is the type of movie where people talk about it and they're, like... That was the most grueling experience of my life. Like, uh, sun's beating down at them. It's like painful. They have to reshoot over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Like this mm-hmm. director from the last clip. It seems like he's the type of guy to zoom way out on a bridge and have a bunch of people like walk under the bridge as if they're being shepherded and be like, "Cut! We're gonna do that. We have to do that again." Like, Mark, you were out of place. I need this to look like ants. I need you guys to look like fire ants. We okay. We're gonna stay full. Tuesday now. Thanks a lot, Mark. <laughs> Sunsets uh, in 20 minutes. We've got to run this three more times. Right. It, it just it just seemed, this type of movie, because of how great it's lauded, seems like it's probably a lot of greatness is in the director's vision and, mm-hmm. a, and, a, and how, like, how much his ego is in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing. For sure. Um, and, yeah. And so then we cut to a dance. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh my yeah, because there's always a dance in military <laughs> movies and war movies. It's, Oh, okay. Yeah. Explain more about this dance. Yeah, you mean the, the men have a dance? So for some reason, <laughs> I, I am definitely out of my, uh, what is it, metal here? I don't know what it Realm? Is. Realm, thank you. Your magic. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I, I, but there's always a, like a, like a SO officer dance. There's no ladies here to really dance with. Maybe there's a, maybe there's like local prostitutes or something. I don't know. Or the men just dance with each other. Yeah, maybe the men. They're like, no giant. women tonight, just us guys. Or maybe, maybe there's like a comp, like a, an American compound. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I feel like there's a dance. I'm mm-hmm. feeling a lot of parallels to White Christmas. Suddenly, I'm realizing. Oh uh, yeah. That's yeah. one movie I've never seen. Wow. Okay, up next. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> White Christmas must have stolen one from this movie. Uh, <laughs> from your movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this is the this is the most important part of the movie. Okay, okay, everybody um, listen. Here it is. I think this is what happens. Because um, I know Charlie, Charlie Sheen has to do something unspeakably evil in, in terms of like what he used to be. Mm. Like something that totally betrays his view of humanity. So I think what happens is something like Charlie's like squad is battling and think, communication goes away. At some point, and their whole team gets captured by the uh, the Korean like um, soldiers, um, and this is the bulk of the movie because this is where we like really see how animalistic people get uh, with each other when they're in war and when like there's nobody watching them. Uh, so Charlie and the boys are all tied up along with local natives who are like dissenting to the war. So they're all like, Americans and Koreans are all in the same holding cells and they don't like each other. And one of the guys that was in the squad, like they wake up in this cell because they've like been beaten and dragged. Mm 
Uh, and they're like, where's Pinky? We can't find Pinky anywhere. <laughs> Wait, who is Pinky? Uh, Pinky is one of the friends that Charlie Sheen makes in That's the mess hall so fight. so funny, because I oh. felt like yeah. I had met Pinky. Like, I didn't like, have any questions. <laughs> you knew Pinky yeah. already. Julie was like, I was like, where is Pinky? Like, where did he go? I haven't heard about him in so long. Pinky? Yeah, so Pinky's not there, and they're like, where's Pinky? <laughs> that's also the, the name of your movie <laughs> yeah. this is my version of that. Finding yeah, this is the bulk he said it's the bulk of the story alright go on so Find for Pinky. the next three hours we search for Pinky that's not, that's not real um, <laughs> the, but the officers when they ask where is he where is he they, the officers don't understand him because they're speaking English uh, the officers throw a scalp into the pen with them and it's Pinky's hair does Pinky have, you know, distinguishable hair? Does he have very specific hair? That I mean, his name is Pinky. Okay, so he's got pink hair. Yeah. Or he's got pink hair. Or he grows Pinkies out of his scalp. Mm-hmm. It's hey, one of the two. Honestly, dealer's choice. Hot or cold? Hot or cold? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess both are cold, right? <laughs> um, Actually, no. Scalp or head? Scalp. Okay. Scalp. Uh, let's go with scalp. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Though I, I do like yeah, the idea, like yeah, head definitely takes away the question of is this pinky or not. Is it? It has damper. If I know he had. <laughs> um. So, uh, so we're in there and we're like trying to relate to each other, but it's hard because you know we're different races and uh, we don't speak the same language. We hate each other. Um. Let's see. What do I have here? Water cooler. Kevin is too fat. Um, <laughs> he knows already. Yeah, he's end, made it this far, and he's lost his glasses. Yeah, he's, oh, he's made it no, oh, poor Kevin. Um, so the Korean soldiers remove him from the wicker cage um, while he's uh, freaking out. He's he just like totally breaks, uh, and they drag him out. And because he's totally broken, they just push him down onto some hot coals. <laughs> and and everybody just watches him burn. People like turn around, but Charlie Sheen watches him burn at first because he's his friend and he cares about him and he and he's sad. But then we notice that Charlie Sheen doesn't stop watching, and the sadness leaves his face, and it because part of him dies right there when he watches his friend uh, get killed. Oh, man. And so this is like wow. the second time we've seen so the dreams and then we had like the, the first couple battles mm. and then we get captured and then this moment is when it really starts, you know, the war's not going great. So he's become hardened. I mean, yeah. for those of you listening, you can't see Jacob, the way Jacob's face changed when he said the sadness left his face. I um, got chills. I mean, it's Emmy. Yeah, truly. Thank you. Nominations are due in June. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to make this into a TV show. Um, so, this is where, after that, at night, like we start to slowly have a friendship develop between the natives who are locked up and the uh, American soldiers. And I think what happens is like a couple of them try to break out, mm-hmm. they get shot. Um, it's, like a big, it's like a big open, uh, like a truck bed size where mm. all of them are in it like it's mm. there's no individual cells they're just all and in one place i just want to clarify yeah. another point it's a wicker cage wicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wicker woven cage a wicker woven cage which they are incapable incapable of getting it's it a is, strong wicker it's one of those indes- it's like a indestructible wicker mm-hmm. like, like your one grandmother. of those asian things where they have a trick and you're like How'd you make this? Right. Like some ancient thing they've always made. Mm-hmm. It's like you knock on, you look at it and it looks like very flimsy, but you knock on it and it hurts your hand. <laughs> Especially Kevin's. It's a Chinese yeah. finger trap. Yeah, well, Kevin, <laughs> yeah. Kevin hopefully is dead at this point. I, I'm hoping oh, he's dead. I wonder if you could smell him. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so Charlie and the natives team up at this point. Okay, okay. Because they figure out they have to fight together to escape. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in the night, one of the Korean soldiers, who usually is, you know, hitting them with his gun, torturing them, mocking them, he comes to the cage and actually just lets people out of the cage. Uh, oh. And we find uh, one of the people, uh, this guy with the curly hair at the very end of the movie. This guy tries to escape the cage, but his leg gets cut. Can't get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, and by the way, this guy and Charlie Sheen are best friends. And I'm introducing him now because I couldn't figure out a point to introduce him. But he's been his okay. best friend since he's hit the ground. This is his army best friend. This is the guy at work, back home, he didn't really have a best friend. He didn't mm -hmm. really, he just was kind of there. He was nice. Mm -hmm. But Love here, mm -hmm. finally, yeah. in the war, this guy who I assume is, um, who's it? Uh, Harrison Ford, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, that's an easy scene to introduce you. Some mundane thing happens where, like, the right. sergeant yells, and then he's there. He's like, hey, man, that guy's a dick. Yeah, and they, they bond. Yeah. yeah. It's easy. Nothing, Nothing makes people. slotty. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. We like to shake hands. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so they're best friends, but he gets trapped. So they, they, they really want to get him out of there, but they know this is one shot. So they really regret it, but they got to keep going. Right. Uh, when they are all safely escaped from the camp, the Korean brothers, the... the so basically... Oh, I left this part out, sorry. So one of the people in the party is the brother. He's a native of the officer that let them out. That's why he let them out. They are on the opposite oh. side of the Civil War. And the reason he lets him out is because this guy realizes that this war is tearing everybody apart. Mm -hmm. Obviously, his culture is torn too. So this uh, officer helps him out, uh, even though it would probably end in his death. He, mm -hmm. his brother, and all these other American soldiers that he barely knows, mm -hmm. leads them out. Do he and his brother have a moment where he looks at him, knowing that he's going to die for what he's done? but they don't say anything? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, and I will to. get to that. Oh, oh okay. Do you have uh, no. so, at the, so they go through the jungle, um, and there's fire, and somebody almost catches them, but they don't. And they finally get to like a, uh, an area of the jungle where the guy thinks that it's safe for them to continue on without him. Mm -hmm. um, and at that moment, that's when they have that moment. That's when they have they that moment. They embrace each other, they hug each other, and right then... They're both shot right through. No. While they're hugging. While they're hugging? While they're hugging. And they die in each other's arms. Do you have mm -hmm. a music for this? A music? A music a song? Is that uh, I think anything? music happens up until they get shot. And then so is it just classic? While they're running? It's, I think it's orchestral all the way through. I'm not sure. It's but just I, somebody scatting. <laughs> and yeah, this is the jazz portion of, of the movie. Because war is crazy, right? It's war chaos. And stirred, stirred by this. Mm -hmm. This is like this is the moment where Charlie Sheen breaks. This is like this is too much. Mm -hmm. He whoever shot him was a Korean soldier. Mm -hmm. And Charlie Sheen walks over to this guy and just rips him apart. Mm, like, with stab, just keeps stabbing him over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, you just see his face, the guy's on the ground, the blood is going everywhere, nobody is stopping him. Mm. Everybody's just watching. Everybody, and nobody it looks alarmed, nobody looks like they want to are sad, nobody mm. looks angry, mm. they just don't feel a thing. Mm. Especially Charlie. Mm. Uh, and that's when, that's when everything leaves. That's when he's just broken at mm. that point. So, after he's done wiping off the blade, uh, Charlie and the natives escape to the, their village, like their hub. Um, and he shows them the scalps of the two brothers who hugged each other. Charlie, why does he brings, he, them? he scalps he them after they die. The why is there so much that's how they Because that's how they communicate. <laughs> and, oh, and it's okay. all symbology. <laughs> okay, wait. Um, quickly, just because I'm clarifying. Yep, the, the brothers who died yes. are his best friend that we didn't get introduced to, but we would. That, so that guy is still stuck in the cage. That guy best could friend not is? Come, yeah, that guy could not come Shoot. with Shoot, so his I missed the connection hurt. of his who the brothers hurt. are. So these two brothers are just two guys oh, in the Korean... Like who are Korean, right? And one of them is a villager in the Civil War, and, and one, one of them, them is is like an occupying like what was that thing where like American soldiers stayed at people's houses in yeah. America, like that type of thing. So and helped them get out of the wicker basket. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so this, I'm sorry, I flipped that detail, but yeah, I got it. No, that's fine. I got a, it. Basically, a, a double agent Korean soldier mm -hmm. helps his villager brother. They're on. They're like north and south. In the same war, yeah, and, and then, then like I love you, and then, and then Charlie Sheen scalped them yeah. to be like, <laughs> look, yeah, and like, uh, are people in the group at this point like, mm -hmm. 
Something's a little off with Charlie. Yeah. At this point, he has, he has no. The scalps are in his bag. He he like has no heart left. He's like, I gotta tell them that their sons are dead, but I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna just be barbaric about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I can't afford to tote those bodies around right. through the woods. Um, so, uh, where am I? Yeah. So the villagers uh, explain for Charlie his long weekend. Uh, <laughs> and the chieftains allow Charlie to procure a boat because he really he wants his friend back. He wants to go get his guy in the mm-hmm. cage. So he takes the boat. And it's filled to the brim with villagers. And he's like, this is it. We're going to come back. And we're all, we're going to attack the soldiers. We're going to overwhelm them with numbers. And we're going to take them. And, and I don't know what else we're going to do after this because war is crazy. They go. They get to the bank. They start fighting. And it's the, the bloodiest fight of the film. It is the worst fight of the film. Charlie Sheen is... Slitting throats. He is (laughs) scalping people. He is throwing guns to his villager friends. He is being uncouth (laughs) to the max. And then a soldier runs in. uh, A Korean soldier runs in and says, screams that that their leader has died. That the war is over. (gasps) And they all are just completely, like, it takes, like, a minute. But everyone dies down. Everyone just, like, stands Mm. for, like, a solid minute. And everybody realizes, like, we don't have to fight anymore Mm. at this same time. And everybody just lays down their weapons. uh, And silently, the rest of the movie, no one talks. The villagers go to the cage bring out Charlie's friend, whose name is Rusky, march him over, his face is painted, all the way down the bank to the boat. Mm. And the villagers and the soldiers watch as our heroes mm. wave out into the dark. On the puttering boat. The puttering wow. boat. And the, the announcement of the war being ended perfectly bookends with the announcement that they were going to war. Yeah, yeah. and it is the same actor. <laughs> Dressed in dress in Korea. It is the 1970s. It is the 1970s. Um, And it's like a million stars for you. And then the boat putters away, and then we realize we flash out. It's a dream. It's an episode of Two and a Half Men. Charlie Sheen wakes up in his bed in his Hawaiian shirt, (laughs) and he wishes that that were his real self. The one thing I missed, real quick, is the. The whole significance, and I know there's a big one, of the Buddha, the statue at the end. It's not a Buddha, but it's like a Hindu. It looks mm-hmm. like one of those like Eastern statues mm-hmm. of the face. And I think that that face is the reason there's a civil war. I don't know whose side is on what, but mm-hmm. like I think these people are like, one of them is devoted to some sort of faith. Mm-hmm. And there's just like... Uh, yeah, I, there's a lot, there's clearly a lot of themes in this movie that I've made mm-hmm. up, but it, even just watching the the, the, the pictures and layers, like three pictured layers on top of each other yeah. in that final scene, I'm mm-hmm. like, this scene is real. this movie is really going for thematic significance. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure I even know the significance of that statue, having seen the movie. Cool. Yeah, it's, so, it's not quite addressed. Um, yeah. You would have to do a lot of research I believed it to look like Omek from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Nice. Okay. So, um, <laughs> which I think there's significance in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for you. That's for a, me. Is that the Nickelodeon show? That is the Nickelodeon show. Um, so, Jacob, that was amazing, first Thanks. of all. Um, I actually took notes during that because I was taking notes every time he said something that directly parallels the real movie. Yeah, Julie's writing the screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> because there were so many. Uh, yeah, it's kind of amazing how many points... I mean, maybe it has something to do with the fact that a lot of war movies do have mm-hmm. these certain tropes that we have to see. But also, there were things that I think you picked up so on specific. symbolically. Mm-hmm. That it's crazy you got that from the last obscure 90 yeah. seconds, which are, there is a reason, you know, again, why there was no sound. There was no yeah. talking in the last yeah. 90 seconds yeah. that you saw. It is complete silence. Yeah. 
well, before we get into it, before I, you, you know, I, I do, I do want to say the reason I know how to do it a little bit, like I'm not, I'm sure I'm way off on a lot of ways, but like, and this is a plug for improv, I took a movie form improv class. Oh, cool. And part of like, how to get good at performing a movie improvised is to look at, look at tropes and not to just like satirize them, but to honor them. And to, like, remember what it is about movies that we love about them. Uh. And, like, so, like, yeah, a lot of war movies are similar, but mm-hmm. there's a reason that the formulas work, and there's a reason they resonate with us, and there's, like, this, you know, there's so much humanity and universalism mm-hmm. in, um, like, yeah, emotion. And so when you, when I see, like, Charlie Sheen's face at the end, like, as a human, if I really think about it, and I, and I watched it, like, you know, I watched it 90 seconds, like, three or four times. And I look at it, I'm like, that is a broken man. I don't know why, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I know this is war, like, uh, but I, and I know, like, how people get broken in war, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can kind of guess. I can't get it exactly yeah. right with the details, but, like, I can guess that, like, this dude had, like, something bad happened in front of him, and probably he also did something he would have never have done mm-hmm. after that. Like, yeah. the, the cycle of, of abuse is, like, completely exterior to him, and and then finally moves interior until it destroys who he is. Mm-hmm. Like it's well, that's super crazy. intuitive, and also I think it speaks to Charlie Sheen's like amazing acting and his mm-hmm. bug eyes. I we, just love we calling are, him Charlie Sheen. Yeah, we we are refusing to acknowledge <laughs> that it's Charlie Sheen. It's Charlie Sheen. Um, um, so real quick, that unspeakably, you said he was he obviously did something unspeakably evil compared yeah. to compared to his former self, right? Or whatever. So this movie is based on. The Vietnam War. There it is. And a book called The Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. Which oh, we dude. had to read in high school. Yeah, right? yeah. I sparked out of that. <laughs> Drew uh, Campbell, if you're listening, <laughs> our hat is tipped to you. How, so how faithful is um, it? Pretty, I mean, it's, it's pretty close. That story is the guy traveling along a river to get... I mean, basically... Like medicine in that one. There's like a he's an, it's an ivory, ivory trade. Yeah, he's yeah. like oh. he's like on an inside mission to go like kill some yeah illicit so, ivory salesman or something. Okay. Yeah, Africa essentially. And the in the so the Sparknotes version of Apocalypse Now is that Charlie Sheen is is sent on a mission okay uh, to go and actually um, execute uh, the Marlon Brando character who's Marlon a colonel. Marlon Brando. That's one of the faces oh, you see dude. at the end. I totally miss okay. Marlon Brando. Brando. He is a. Um, I was going to read you a quote, but one of the quotes on uh, uh, one of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes just says, "Love a fat Marlon Brando." Oh yeah. He showed up to set fat and unprepared, and he's like the big finale of the movie. Dude. He's fat. And he like didn't know his lines. Like Kevin. Like a <laughs> like, like a Kevin. Like when yeah, he was describing yeah. Kevin, I was like, "So Marlon." That's Brando. Marlon Brando. Uh, but you got so many things like the Asian War. It. Starts in a nightmare bed scene where mm-hmm. he wakes up and he's oh, like really? sweating. Yes. Holy he's, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then overweight guy, um, the insight into the natives being innocent and attacking innocent villages that happens in an mm-hmm. innocent village boat thing. Uh, the gun going through like a spear. There's a there's graphic a spear. spear death. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Um, Cut wow. to a dance with the Playboy dancers. There's yep. a Playboy. They fly them in. You knew it. Dancers. You nailed it. There's they a dance. Flew, they broke like convention. They like had to follow the trope so bad that they yeah. were like, we have to have a dance. How do we have a dance? Mm-hmm. We crazy. fly and the then, dancers in. And then they like they break down the barrier, crawl after the girls. They have to like helicopter them out of there. Uh, There's a big <laughs> continue without me moment. Mm-hmm. Where they're oh. like, we've gotten far enough. Oh, yeah. So continue without me. And then the character completely breaking down, bugging out with the tiger attack. Yeah. He loses his mind, but similar to what you said in the jail where he's like losing his mind. Right. Um, And then the stabbing over and over and over and over again is what happens right before the clip you saw. Yeah. He's like, you got the the end right. He stabs Marlon Brando (laughs) because Marlon Brando has become like the chief of this. He set up his own little kind of like, yeah, cult basically of like natives. So is Brando a, an American? Yeah. He's he's traveled to Cambodia and like gone rogue. He went rogue, set up his own. He's kind of like the (laughs) Charles Manson. Um, okay. And so he's sent to go so and kill him. He's a spiritual, like yeah, he's like, a spiritual. Mm-hmm. He's a and Charlie Sheen is on a 
high, like high, what's it called when it's, nobody else knows? High emission. Highly secretive. <laughs> there, I don't know, remember the, there's a big secret. There's a word for it that I can't think of. Big and secret. So he's, he's tagging along like on a boat to okay. go to Cambodia okay. to go kill Marlon Brando. But man, you caught so many big moments. I love it. And the Flight of the Valkyries, which is um, the famous orchestral music while they're just like shooting oh. down. Oh. It's a famous scene, yeah. so I think. Also, another really fun detail, Can I get arguably. Could you just sing? I just really love when you sing. Sorry, John. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, I actually provide all of the orchestration for your version of the movie. Thank mm-hmm. you. I will do the gun. Fi- I will do the Kanye West gunfire as well. Whenever they fire a gun, it's just yeah. going to be me going. Yeah. Oh, guns are shooting at us. Oh, that's the Kid Cuddy. I mean, the Kidsy Ghost. Mm-hmm, Kidsy Ghost. Oh, you're right, it's a ka, not a da. I got it, so I'm gonna, you're gonna be the the US forces, and you'll be the Vietnam, so I'll be like, they're shooting at us, let's shoot back. Okay. So, you guys are shooting at us. I got my, I got my gun. That's a bird. Oh, yeah. Kevin. So I will say that scene, though. Wait, you had thoughts. So don't loot whatever you... Do you remember it? No. Okay, well, so, sorry. It's lost. Uh, the Flight of the Valkyrie scene, I think, is quite famous. Yes. Because he's... I play this song to get everyone inspired. And oh, it's just, in the movie he plays in? Copper, mm-hmm. in, choppers, in, co- in Choppers, just machine gunning down a village. And there's all these kids just... Dying, it's super graphic. Yeah. And so, so Char- Charlie Sheen is the one who's saying like, "Let's mow down these." No, no, it's just giving you some insight into the war. Okay. Oh, yeah. so okay. So this. Oh, sorry, I'm getting it all mixed up. So the, <laughs> it's during the Vietnam War. It's in Cambodia, and there's a side mission that Charlie Sheen is on to the, go take down Brando. He was stationed in Vietnam, I believe. He He's was back home, yeah. and he gets called for special ops. That's the word. Mm-hmm. He gets up. special yeah. ops. Yeah. Sent to Cambodia. Because okay. the war was in several countries, like right. Vietnam, mm-hmm. Cambodia. My, my dad, here's a fun fact. My dad, this is my dad's favorite movie. Wow. He was stationed in South Korea during the Vietnam War. Mm. And so it did also take place oh. in the Koreas oh, wow. as yeah. well. He was an accountant that's during the war. Asked, <laughs> that's why I asked if this war was your people, the Koreans. My dad fought in the war. <laughs> That's a great answer. My, well, you know, my dad also found his wife in the war. You know funny, who also sounds like this a lot, is Charlie Sheen when he's talking about this movie. <laughs> my dad, my dad. My dad. <laughs> my dad, so my dad, dad is a soldier. In the so he gets called back to go for a special ops, which is when Harrison Ford has his one scene, and it's extremely weird to see a young Harrison, like a oh. young... Everybody, and a young Lawrence Fishburne... Oh, wow. Guys, I don't know who that is. You don't know who Lawrence Fishburne is? I can't even Mary, be mad at you because thing. <laughs> I can't co- I can't remember a single movie he's in right yeah. now, but you'll recognize him. You know what? Yeah. It's not that weird because Star Wars is the first Star Wars is 1977. So yeah. That was 2 years before this. Yeah. So Harrison Ford is young. He's young. Young Han He's Solo yet age. to pop. <laughs> yeah, it's not that weird, I guess. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne gets killed. Right, pretty pretty know. pretty early on. Is he, so what is he doing that gets him killed? He's, like, he's on the special like op. He's on the boat, um, and okay. people start shooting out of the woods. Oh yeah, at him. Yeah. It's a very sad scene. I know him. Also, Robert Duvall's in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Robert Duvall's yes. like this really. I would say Morpheus is his loaded, identical. loaded with help. with young famous people, yeah. young vital, hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Robert Duvall is in this? Yeah, he's like a really mm-hmm. rude oh sergeant who's like, kill, what's the slur for Vietnamese? I don't even. Yeah, um, why don't someone else? <laughs> yeah, why, why, don't, why don't you say that, Julie? Well, maybe I'll spell it. I think it's D-I-N-K. I had never heard this word. Oh, was in the movie. Okay. And he's just saying yeah. it so much. Okay. Mm. And he chases this village girl down in his chopper and he like just kills her and he's like, but like he's just disgusting. It's brutal. Wow. It's so disgusting. Yeah. Those scenes. I remember the detail that I was that I had thought of. One of the strangest parts about this movie is that there is a surfing theme that runs through it. 
Yeah, I noticed there that. Is a, there is one soldier who is a world-class surfer. And so as they're oh, yeah. riding in the chopper over wow. the waves, they're like, don't care that they're bombing out the locals. They're yeah. pointing out how great the swell is. Uh-huh. And it is that is arguably one of the most disturbing moments. Yeah, I remember that. Or he's, moments. He says, multiple. Look over here at the waves. That they are just so out of touch with yeah, the violence so that they're committing, which right. is something that you, I think, kind of hit on, too. That's it's like they're out of touch with right. what they're yeah. doing. That is a, like, that's interesting because wasn't Elvis, like, in a war when he, like, I think Elvis I think so. was drafted. Like, he I think it's drafted. a common thing to portray or to, like, because that's how war is. Like, people that you think are, like, impervious and eternal, like, people who, like, a famous surfer mm-hmm. would be in the war. Mm-hmm. That's so true. You know they probably I mean? did base some of it on, yeah, that phenomena that occurs. He was absolutely drafted. I yeah. don't know what became of that. Right. Probably a photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, also with that, there's a very, a very touching character, the chef, who's also on the boat that he's kind of... Okay, so it's more of an ensemble movie. I oh, think. yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Okay. He's like, what do they call you, the chef? And he, like, talks about him. He's like a saucier, which is like a sauce specialist. And this is the scene I was talking about where they're in the woods, in the jungle, mm-hmm. trying to get mangoes. And he's like, I can make you guys a mango cream pudding. It's, like, so sweet. And you're awesome. And then a tiger attacks them while they're trying oh to get God. mangoes. And he bugs out. He gets back on the boat, and he's like, I didn't ask for this. And he's freaking yeah, out. Yeah. And he's like... Just trying like some mango pudding and this guy probably doesn't fight either. No, like, he's just like a patrol boat. Right, right. Like yeah. it's it's so I dark. Mean, a tiger would probably break me too. Yeah, it breaks to him. It, that scene got me. I was mm. I didn't I knew I was getting got. I was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get got succumb to this. this I'm gonna let this let myself get got. <laughs> well that's the power of the of the trope. Of yeah. the trope. Yeah. Um, anyway, we don't need to like talk through the whole plot. Yeah, but Jacob, do you th- do you think do you think now um do you think now you'll you'll watch Apocalypse Now or do you choose to settle for your version? Um, settle. Um, <laughs> always settle. Uh, I'm always. What, sorry, the last actor you mentioned. Robert Duvall. Yes, that he makes me want to watch it. Mm, Robert why? Duvall is of, a thing that makes you want to watch. Wait, I mean, why? Brando definitely does. Why? Because like, Newsies. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we know Robert Duvall best from. Oh, I that's Lonesome sorry, uh, Dove. <laughs> oh right, Lonesome Dove. My dad's favorite book. It's so good. The the there's mini series. It's him and uh, the guy from Men in Black, the mm, Agent yeah. K. I forget his name right now. Well, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, it's both of them. Will Smith. And they were both ranch hands. It's not Will Smith, <laughs> but he does around the corner. That he does around the corner. <laughs> uh, but no, like I I just think he's great. Are you trying to think him. of a movie title? Because I can look it up. No, no, I was oh. saying Lonesome Duck. Oh, that, Lonesome that's Duck. Right. But it's it's a it's a like. It's not HBO, but it was like a uh, TV movie mm-hmm. series. It's like six Remember episodes. the scene where he gets the thorn in his thumb? <laughs> oh, no, but oh. that sounds awful. My dad loves that book. It's super thick. Also, I yeah. posted something about this on my Instagram because I was watching. I actually watched this movie for the first time this week. I had yeah. not seen it either. She did. And my mom responded to my story and said that she was taken on a date to this movie once. <gasps> Dude. Could you imagine? Two and hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. And then... I was like, well, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you talk about after you see this? You have to watch this movie alone. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah. So what I'm saying is my mom is old. She saw this in theaters in 1979. Whoa, without wow. her, Julie. Oh, sorry, mom. Love you. Um, so yes. yeah. I'd like to ask a question. It doesn't have to be the final question. It could be. Yeah. Things. What would you name your movie? This movie? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. I would need to think a long time okay. to get a good one. <laughs> I mean, working title, Where is Pinky? Yeah, where's Pinky? We already have the working <laughs> title. Dude, that, I think Pinky is chef. Pinky, Pinky, yeah, he's, he's, but that image of a pink-haired scout being thrown yeah. into the middle of a wicker cage. I still have a pinky in my head, growing out of my head. That's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, two and a half scalps. Um, uh, two and a half Sheen, scalps. Sheen's exploded. Sheen machine. <laughs> yeah, I would probably, honestly, now that I heard it's like Heart of Darkness, I would probably just say Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a great. I topic. hope Drew Campbell listens to this because. Oh yeah, our, uh, our sophomore, my sophomore English yeah, teacher. I had him for junior. Yeah, yeah that's that's. Oh, you had him for junior year. Yeah. Never mind. I did read it though, Drew. Um, that's I test great. Well, that's what I don't read. 
So I'm opposite. Heart of Darkness, based on the novel Heart of Darkness by based. Joseph Conrad. Based on the movie. Based on the movie Apocalypse <laughs> Now. Based on the podcast. Based on the podcast. Based on the conversation. Right. On our latest and greatest podcast. Great. Spoiler, everybody dies at the end. And they did. We fulfilled our promise. Yeah, they did, except not Charlie Sheen. Except no, Charlie Sheen. All right. Well, um, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, this is uh, this has been really fun. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell our listeners anything about like? Yeah. You, I know you have shows. Plug it up. Plug up your. Uh, yeah. Uh, my uh, improv team has our one of our final shows uh, on the 29th, which is this Wednesday, which you will not see. Uh, and then we have a show, uh, I think maybe the, it's like the second or third weekend, February. If you just go online and, and check out, uh, UCB theater, the East village and, uh, look up Lloyd night, you'll find, uh, you'll find a good time. And that's historic too. The East yeah. village. Yeah, that's right. Show. That's right. Yeah. Mary, so. you're in some shows. No. Do you want to plug yourself or not? You don't have to. Um, I'll plug myself later. I, I prefer to defer to our lovely guests. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I don't have anything to plug. That's I'm why I was putting Mary on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most selfless. Um, all right. Well, thanks cool. again. And uh, how do you end? How do we end? Well, we can just be like, um, Mary, what's two plus two? Oh, four? That's our show. That's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>